Well, welcome everyone to the Diz Explorers podcast, where each week we explore the magic of Disney travel, Disney movies, and Disney culture. On the podcast this week, we have our Diz Explorers troop. First off, we have our producer, Milford. Hello, everybody. And we have our in-resident rogue pirate, RJ. Hello, everybody. Jessica, our social media magician. Hello, everybody. Adrian, who is our Jedi master trip planner. Hey, everyone. Crystal, who is our brew master. Hey, you all. And I'm Mel, Disney Cruise Line expert. This week on the podcast, our first segment is dedicated to our favorite villains, heroes, and sidekicks. Each one of the explorers has picked their own cast of characters to talk about tonight. So, Milford, we're going to go ahead and jump in right with you. Who is your favorite villain and your favorite sidekick and hero? Well, I kind of went back and forth between a few of them. Uh, you know, I really like the old Tron movie. I like the new Tron movie. But I decided to go a completely different direction to... Uh, I'm sure everybody's heard of a movie called Sky High. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, in Sky High, you have... Kurt Russell, who plays Steve Stronghold, or the commander. Technically, his sidekick is Kelly Preston, who plays Josie Stronghold in Jetstream. Though they do reveal in the movie that before they got married, he had a sidekick who was called All-American Boy, who's actually a teacher at the high school for the superheroes. And then my villain, and I think it's a really cool one, and it's in the same movie, is uh, Royal Payne, or Gwen Grayson, who is actually a person that they fought before that was hit by this ray gun that made her go back to being a child, and she grew up again and become a villain again. So it's really it's kind of a cool movie, and that's uh, one of my favorites. If I was going to go another direction, it would have been Either Tron the original and Tron Legacy with the whole clue, the Tron kind of battle oh. back and forth, you know, because Tron created clue and yeah, so, well, we won't go deep into that. that, that that's, that's my <laughs> oh, picks. Oh, come on. That's my picks. All right. I guess I'll go ahead and hop on in there next. I'm going to start with my villain and sidekick because instead of a hero sidekick, I went with a villain sidekick. My villain and sidekick go together because you cannot separate them. (laughs) And one of my kids' favorite Disney movies ever, the highly underrated Emperor's New Groove. Yzma and Kronk. Yzma, Yzma, and Kronk. The best. Yzma, of course, voiced by Eartha Kitt, hello. Mm -hmm. And Kronk, Patrick Warburton, hello. How could you go wrong with that pair? You can't. You're squeaking, you really can't. squeak, squeaking, squeaking. <laughs> oh, Cusco's poison. My ki- my kids, ki- both my sons can do cronk voices. It's <laughs> hilarious. The, po- the the poison specifically to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did they- you see it at one of the Run Disney events? Someone had a costume where they were cronk with the tent on, the- on their back. <gasps> oh, I did see that. Yeah. That was really cool. That's cool. Yes, <laughs> Th- those two you can't separate them. They're, there's the the comedy gold there. Yes, it, it's they're the worst villains and the best villains <laughs> ever at the exact same time. And <laughs> how they animated Isma, it was she had such style, yet she was so hideous. Yeah, all at the same time, the angles of the animation were very sharp, and it was just so unique. And those eyelashes. Yes. You knew something wasn't right just by <laughs> looking at those eyes and Kronk, such a big hearted Oh, yet glug to be. I mean, and he just adored Yzma. Of course, he adored everybody, but he adored her. So, you know. And for Hero, he's. It's a different movie altogether, but for Hero, I went with an unlikely hero, a flawed hero. I gotta give props to my guy Flynn Rider. 
Nice. Yeah. Eugene, Eugene, Eugene. I love yep. him. I do too. And he is, of course, voiced by Zachary Levi, who is Thor's sidekick, Fandral, over in the Thor series. So, you know, he's actually a hero and a sidekick, but there we go. So, yes, I do love some <laughs> Flynn Rider. He has those smoldering eyes. <clears throat> he smolders. He, he smolders. But he had me at lanterns. I love it. (laughs) That is the most romantic scene, like ever. (sighs) Oh, I love the lanterns. But so, yeah, those were my three picks. So, next, how about we go over to Adrian? Okay. I love the pick so far, to be honest. But. (laughs) I chose my three are from completely different movies, completely different eras, and I love them. My top hero is Robin Hood because yes. Robin Hood is my most favorite Disney movie ever, and nothing will ever replace it. <laughs> he, <laughs> I, I have a very special place in my heart for that oh, one, too. I love it. You know, he's charming, he's kind, he's good hearted, he loves kids, he's passionate, you know, he'll do anything for his woman. I love it. Love him. Love, love, love. My sidekick is genie from aladdin yeah because he's the best (laughs) um (laughs) he's funny he's loyal you know he loves his friends he's good natured he too will do anything for for aladdin and you know and then of course the voicing by robin williams is beyond amazing so love him and even though i almost went with a boo because he's pretty awesome, too. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Or the carpet. Right? right? Uh, yeah. Oh, carpet. That's a great movie. And then my villain, I almost went with Scar, which is who I think I'm, if y'all are following at all, what RJ and I are doing on Twitter is who I picked <laughs> on Twitter. Yes, you But did. I did. But <sighs> I switched it to this one for Loki. Ah. Um, yeah. Because Loki is very Scar-like. Yes. You know? Yes. And, uh, you know, just minus the Be Prepared song, which is the best villain <laughs> song in the world. Jeremy Irons, come on. I know. Yep. But, I, that you know, I have, I have a little bit of a... The, are you talking about Tom Hiddleston or Jeremy Irons? Because Tom Hiddleston is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so there's a little bit of Tom Hiddleston fangirl in me in this choice. <laughs> but, you know... Taylor Swift both. Oh, right. Little jealous <laughs> there. Um, you know, I love <laughs> with both of them, you can see their motivations, right? They're always overshadowed by this perfect big brother and the golden child, the golden child. So you can see where that's coming from. And then with Loki, you've also got like the adoption issues, daddy issues. I think he's charming and he has that smirk. I just love him. So he's mine. <laughs> and I'll Have stop you rambling. Seen him on the have you seen him on the um, the Disney Kids promos? No. Where it's he's all in Loki gear, so he's as Loki, and he's talking to preschoolers. Oh, is this where they're sitting like in circle time? Yes, circle time. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen circle that. time with Loki. Oh, you look on the Di- it's the hashtag is Disney Kids, and Disney does these pieces, these promo pieces, and they're fantastic. They're hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, and Loki is sitting with these preschoolers talking about. Their favorite, who's their favorite Thor Loki? Oh, it's great. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> All right. So, since we're talking Twitter Wars, how about you, RJ? Your favorite uh, three. <laughs> All right. I just took all week and then I probably just re- rejiggered it before we started recording. But uh, <laughs> I'll start with my hero and mine's way off to the left field. A movie that I don't think a lot of people give any recognition to. And it's one of my favorites from the first time that I saw it. My kids like it too not as much as i do but i'm going with with lewis from meet the robinsons yeah because i love that and just so you know my son's sixth birthday party was meet the robinsons perfect you aren't the only one who loves that movie nice yeah it just the whole his whole trials and tribulations from trying to be adopted and and find his who his mother is and trouble he gets into and then getting himself out and end up saving himself with his son from the future the whole plot twist and the whole wacky family that he ends up with that is really his family i just love how that whole movie was done beginning to end there's nothing bad about it so so i go went with that for him 
Yes. <laughs> and when he's meet and he has the chance to meet his mom and he's standing there and I'm Right. Like, <gasps> yeah, that ending is like Oh. Yeah. Oh, they did Epic. they did really well with that one. Yep. That's on the level of Agreed, of totally Pixar. underrated. That's on a level of Pixar emotion there at the end really? of that movie. <laughs> and the animation really is too. Well, the animation is fantastic. That whole thing where like the world comes together and it's like those bubbles that turn into everything, like when mm-hmm. they come through time and then after they defeat the bowler hat guy and it goes back from the darkness to the other Oh yeah, it's fantastic. And the, the T Rex. Come on, I love the T Rex. So <laughs> much heart. So much heart in that movie. <laughs> I can't. I have little arms. Little arms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. And my sidekick, uh, I went more along the lines, I think, that where people would think I'd go, would be Joshua e. Gibbs from the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> movies. Because <Arr>. just, <laughs> just the fact that even in the first one, after they've been separated for years, and, and Gibbs is part of the... British Royal Navy and Jack Sparrow comes stumbling into Port Royal and then they gang back up together and all the nonsense he puts them through and the <laughs> complete lack of respect and everything and <laughs> and they come back together again and Gibbs saves them in the you know in the in the fourth one just the back and forth between the two of them they're they're the way they played together in those movies is just fantastic. You would think they really were real life sidekicks the way they played off of each other. I mean, I know you you have to act and learn to be that way, but it just seems true and genuine. It just really it really sold me. So he was definitely my favorite sidekick. And as far as villains go, I, I have to have a tie uh, <laughs> between an animation one and a live action one. So I have I have to go with Hades for mine because. Hercules is another one of my favorite movies and just he just cracks me up. James Woods does that voice and that personality fantastic. When he gets he mad, he deadpans it. Oh. And I mean, I have a tattoo of Hades on my leg. That's how much I like him. So it's <laughs> I just he just cracks me up and I was <laughs> scrolling through trying to find quotes and just cracking myself up before we started recording because I just love I love him in that movie from beginning to end. And then for the, my live-action guy, I had to pick Blackbeard from the last Pirates one because I just fell in love with that whole character from the first moment. The trailers came, and until that, when that movie came out, and I think I saw it three times in the theater in 3D <laughs> with different people, and I just love what they did with that character. He is just pure, 100% evil from head to toe, and that's the way a villain should be, ruthless. He doesn't give a rat's patootie about anybody or anything except getting to what he needs to get to. And I was kind of sad that he only lasted one movie. I was was sad he got the Darth Maul treatment. And again, I liked him yeah. so much. I went to the last Halloween party I went to at the parks. I dressed up as Blackbeard in 90 degree weather. I had a full on the jacket, Ooh. the hat, sword, oh, everything. everything. I'll have to find Ooh. the pirate boots. Everything, whole nine yards. Beard, um, had a full beard with the little things, not lit on fire, but yeah. We, we need the picture on Facebook. <laughs> I was going to say, we I, definitely need that picture. I will I will get one. I had. There's a picture of me standing next to Jack Sparrow and my and, wife and my son, but it's... <gasps> but it's the best. But it is a terrible picture because it was an old uh, flip phone camera. We didn't drag the regular camera around with us that night because it was uh, when we were going to be out late. So it's kind of pixelated, but you get the idea, and... I'm a small person. <laughs> I'm not very tall, <laughs> so I look kind of ridiculous next to Jack Sparrow because he's he was a he's a tall guy. So, <laughs> but anyway, I, there is good pictures of me. I will definitely get them out there for everybody to laugh at. <laughs> and I want to see the ink too. Come on. I thought I put a picture of that. It, it must be a couple of Facebook groups that I've belonged to for Disney stuff, and they've been doing tattoo stuff lately. So yeah, I'll I'll get right. a picture of that. You there. put the Hades one on Facebook. I mean, on Twitter, I think. Did I? Not too and, long ago. And one of our um, exchanges. I'll take a look back. and Probably when yeah. we were doing, probably for the uh, the 30-day really? challenge, because yeah. I think I paid 80s for that. Uh, no problem. I, I don't mind putting my tattoo pictures <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> I know one of these days I'm actually going to get a tattoo. Will it be Game of Thrones? We'll <gasps> <laughs> get her started. We'll never get back. <laughs> we'll never get back on topic. We're not going there. <laughs> okay. So save us, Crystal. Crystal, what are your picks? All right, so I'm going to start with my villain first, and okay. I am a total wimp when it comes to stuff like this. So even, like, the music of Haunted Mansion freaks me out. So <laughs> it really started with that uh, The Hook movie from 
um, that like the '90s with Robin Williams, and when Hook comes in and kidnaps the children and leaves like the ransom note, and one of the characters says Hook, and at the time we were like sitting on the couch, and my husband, I had my legs across my husband, and um, I got the chills just from him saying Hook. So it's really this love hate relationship with with Hook. So I would have to say he's probably the top villain that I love, but I also fear him at the same time. Um, <laughs> I think I've mentioned previously that my toddler loves villains. So I've always been in this phase of like, who loves villains? And now that <laughs> my son loves it so much, like I totally get it. Um, he's into, you know, Corella. So we dress up like Corella and the dogs for Halloween. And um, he'll walk around and sing poor unfortunate souls like Ursula. Um, so it's, it's totally ridiculous. But I would recommend checking out the not so scary Halloween party at the parks. If you like villains, they have yes. some of, yeah, some of these awesome villains like Jack Skellington and Sally, the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. So if you like villains, that's a great um, like special event to attend in order to see some of the villains. Absolutely. And then from the hero side, I just went with classic hero Mickey. I feel like he's like the all-time good guy. Yeah. And really, I, I'm not a huge like Disney movie person, but I feel like everything that's in the parks has been inspired by the mouse. So... Kind of that phrase, it all started with a mouse. So that was why I picked Mickey for my all-time hero. And then my sidekick, I selected um, Pascal from The Tangled. Um, Yeah, and one of my favorite things is going into Magic Kingdom and trying to find the little um, Pascals that are hidden throughout the the Tangled Rapunzel bathroom area. So I think there's 12 or 15 of them, and you can kind of walk around and see if you can spot the, the different ones throughout that that area so those are kind of my favorite but i just love pascal he's kind and devoted and will do whatever he needs to do for rapunzel but has a pretty cool like theme song and super cool guy so i love him <laughs> and max in tangled ever after yes that's, <laughs> that's just what i was, watched that the other I was day just it was hilarious. thinking about that i was just thinking about that when they're going after the rings yes oh man so funny <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I know you just said it, but Ursula was one of my honorable mentions. And when you were talking about her, there was the um, the live version of The Little Mermaid that was done over, it was the Hollywood Bowl a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yep, and Hollywood Rebel Bowl. Wilson did. Yeah. Was Ursula. That's pretty was fabulous it, casting. Oh, yeah, I know. Exactly. Sarah Bareilles and what's his name from Glee, who was Kristoff. Darren Chris? No. I think so. I think he was. I think he was. And correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he was Eric. I think he was. I think he might be right. Yeah. And I know Jody Jody Benson actually did the singing parts. She didn't play Ariel, but I believe she. No, Sarah Bareilles did. Mm -mm. Oh, she did. Okay. Yes. But I know Jody Jody Benson was there for some part of it. They did Uh, have because they did it in real time with the actual movie. So they had the orchestra there and the actors right. there, but so they did have parts that were from the original score. Okay. That went back to the original animation. So I can see where Jody Vincent would have been able to have been a part of it for sure. Gotcha. Although I didn't see the entire event. I wish I did. But anyway, back Ursula. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, loved her. She has a nice deep voice. She's perfect. Mm. <laughs> And finally, let's go over to Jessica. All right. So, first of all, I want to say I think it's so cool that all of us picked something different for every single one. I think that's really interesting. Okay, so I'll start with my villain, who was the easiest pick for me. It was Maleficent. I just love her. Because she just makes evil so cool. And she's Mm -hmm. just so, like... You know, just like glamorous, and when she shows up in the green flames, and she's just fabulous. I don't, I just love her. She uh, has style. She's yeah, she has style. She's just <laughs> the best. Um, I didn't really like her so much in, in the live action version because I thought that she just didn't have as much pizzazz, except for the the actual christening scene that they did. I thought that was really well done, but yes. like when she was in the woods and stuff, it wasn't the same vibe. So I'm, I'm talking about like the old school animated Maleficent. Um, the one you don't feel sorry for. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not why I didn't like her, but that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my sidekick, I almost went with Pascal. I have a little stuffed one 
and he has a really judgy face, so I say that he guards my room. <laughs> <laughs> but I went with um, Timon and Pumbaa because I, I don't think you can separate them. They have to be a duo. No. Yes. Um, but they're obviously they're hilarious and they're awesome and they're actually helpful. A lot of sidekicks aren't, but they they're actually helpful. So. <laughs> yep. I really or they're like the reverse of helpful. Yeah. <laughs> And then my hero, I picked Mulan because, I mean, she's really, you know, the brave, tough, like, soldier and everything. But I really like her because she's also smart and she's really resourceful. And you can just kind of watch her grow over time and, like, come into her own. So I think she's a really interesting hero to watch as well. And I like how any girl who feels awkward in her own skin can look to Mulan. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So. So when you're when you've got a daughter who's watching a Disney movie, that's one you want to be on the top of her list. Yeah, absolutely. Because every girl, especially teens and tweens, they feel awkward. They don't know what's going on. That whole matchmaker, I've got boys kind of thing. Right. But then, you know, she goes and she conquers. Oh, yeah. Like Mulan. Yep. Good picks. Definitely. Anybody want to throw out any of their honorable mentions or ones that they went back and forth with? You know, one that I didn't think about until um, while we were talking is Once Upon a Time's Hook, who could also be the villain and hero. Love that character. Love that character. Break out the fans. Right. Y'all can see what's a motivating factor for me sometimes. I never talk about a smolder. Yeah, <laughs> smolder on that one could knock me out from behind the TV screen. <laughs> I had to Gosh. Netflix that one, RJ. Like I couldn't watch it from week to week. I had to sit and, you know, zone in to yeah. really get into it. It was too slow to watch from week to week. But I'm um, a Netflixer too. I, I very yeah. rarely can watch something in real time, with again the exception of Game of Thrones. But yeah. so Netflix <laughs> has been great for once upon a time. Yeah. Yeah, the only I never got my mother and my aunt watch it, and they would talk about it all the time and go back and forth with it. So I I just never got into it. It's probably the same reason. It's just something else that I didn't have the time at night to get into and devote time to. But I was gonna have uh, I'll use them as an honorable mention now. But I was gonna pick one character for all three, but then I Ooh. couldn't. But I couldn't figure out how to justify the villain part of it totally in my eyes at least. But I was gonna pick Jack Sparrow. Because in in yes. certain in certain roles in all four movies, he's been the hero. Usually yeah. after after he's created the mess, he's been mm-hmm. a sidekick. <laughs> at least in the fourth one, he's kind of a sidekick to Barbosa, trying to get, uh, trying to take down Blackbeard for getting his leg cut off and sinking the pearl. And mm-hmm. he's kind of been the villain, like in the third one, where he tricked everybody and set the whole mess up, and then. You know, if you if you watch the movie six times, you can get the plot down the right way. You know, it's kind of like, you know, instead of them blurring together. Well, yeah. and you could say in the eyes of of the the Navy, right? He's a pirate. He is a villain. Yeah. Yes. You know? Right. So right. Absolutely. I think it's justifiable. Absolutely. Definitely. So, but I didn't want to be that generic and and be that piratey with everything. <laughs> but come on. All right. So no, my I got- last my yeah. I've got, yeah, I've got one honorable mention, and I'm going to go really obscure here for a villain, Ooh. is Dr. Hans Reinhardt from The Black Hole. Oh, wow. Ooh. He was just just an awesome villain part in that movie. I mean, it, and it, it kind of scares you a little. So He's really scary. If you've never <laughs> seen that movie, you should watch it. Because it's, I mean, it's kind of cheesy because the special effects in it are kind of... I mean, they're 1970-ish. So. Right. But I'd say it's been it's the really 80s since cool I've movie. seen it. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. My sidekick honorable mention. Again, it's a villain's one, but <laughs> LeFou. LeFou. Oh, yes. <laughs> Gaston, do it at the Gaston song. He's um he's like, LeFou, I'm afraid I've been thinking. <laughs> a dangerous pastime. Indeed. <laughs> exactly. It's. The Lufu. He's totally the comic relief. And again, loyal to his villain. Yeah. Loyal. I think that I think the villains may need their sidekicks even more than the heroes do. Oh, <laughs> usually, in the, 
Usually, no doubt, they do. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to spin off on two of the ones that you guys said. Just maybe I was the only one that watched the series, but Adrian said Yzma and and Kronk. Did you watch the the show that used to be on in the Disney afternoon? The somewhat, yes. Oh, the kids did. That show was great. If you can never, if that might be on next Netflix, I don't know, or or Amazon Prime, but but they were they were even great in that because Kronk had an yes. even bigger role in that thing. Anything and then, Patrick Warburton is in, yeah, absolutely. It's just his voice. His voice you know? is fantastic. And Timon oh. and Pumbaa were great in the Lion King series too, and they're and they're really good in the new one that's on now. They're not in it that much. The uh, the but when they are, they're good. But they're when they're they're fantastic when they're in it. And I yeah. like that show. I sit and watch it with the four-year-old all the time. <laughs> I know I do too. <laughs> Has, it, does anybody know if Patrick Warburton still does the pre-show for the new yes. Soren? Yeah, yes, yes he does. He, yes. Thank well, goodness. Whew. He didn't know he was going to be in it, so he tweeted like signing off, like thank you for everything. Yes. And then the next day, he said, "Oh, I didn't fake my death. I really didn't yes. know." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm Can so I, glad they didn't change that then. Oh, me too. I can be a. I can be a fanboy and then we can move on. So okay. <laughs> he put that he put that tweet out about that stuff and I follow him anyway. Right. And other people were having conversations about it and going back and forth. So I don't know who it was that put the tweet out about the only person that could ever be the chief flight attendant in my eyes is Patrick Warren and he put his Twitter handle on it. So I liked it and I quoted it and said something along the lines of saying, Yes, there should be none other. And he ended up liking the retweet. So I, so I, so I saved it and I made like a, I think I, I thought I put it on Twitter. Maybe I didn't, but anyway, I, I took a picture of the original tweet and then I took a picture of where it says who liked it and, and Patrick liked it. And then the other guy that I was having the conversation with and I did it like the, you know, the pick stitched them together one picture and then I put it back out on Twitter and I was like totally geeking out and I was like, Oh my God, this is like the greatest day of my life. (laughs) It's either that uh, or I just spend too much time on Twitter talking about Disney things. <laughs> There's no, no such, such thing, thing as that. Well, my phone tells me, you know, I spend, you know, <gasps> don't you look at that percentage. Well, the only reason I did it is because somebody else was putting it out there the other day on the, on the, on the Twitter. I was like, Oh, let me see what mine is. I was like, no, okay, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Do not look at that function. No, it's too scary. I refuse. Refuse. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight on our blog highlight, we are going to go over to WDW Bound with our Jedi Master Trip Planner, Adrienne, where she is talking all about tech to make your trip go much smooth, much more smoothly. So, Adrienne, why don't you give us the rundown on what you've got over on WDWBound.com? All right. I wrote a post on getting your smartphone park ready for Disney World. Disney has really done a great job lately of incorporating technology into into your experience, most notably with the My Disney Experience app, but also in Epcot, I think the new um, Perry's Great Adventure or Agent P's can also now be done on your smartphone instead of the little clinky ones that they used to give you. But um, So they're really kind of, I think, trying to move more in that direction. But for the time being, I wanted to talk a little bit about apps that can make your experience that much better when you're in the parks. So I've listed several on this blog post, and I'm going to just kind of run through them very briefly. And then if y'all have any to add, please feel free to jump in at any time. But the first app you should have on your phone if you're making a trip to Disney World is the My Disney Experience app. It's, you know, the Disney's licensed app that you can control your reservations you can control your fast passes your dining or pretty much everything that's linked to to your trip you can buy tickets you can you can do all a host of different things so it's it's if you're only going to have one disney app on your phone that's the one that you need to have the second one is a user-created app called magic guide for disney world i don't know if any of you guys have this one but it's my favorite I, I go to it even more often than I go to my Disney experience because <laughs> I really do because it runs can, faster. It does run faster for sure. Uh, you can favorite rides and check the wait times at any time of the day. 
um, and it's right there in the home screen. So you just pull it up and you go, oh, it's a 15 minute wait time for Spaceship Earth or whatever. Now it's user, it's user provided wait times as opposed to like Disney wait times. But I find that they're fairly similar. Um, so it's my favorite. It's also got maps. It's got dining information. It's got menus, everything. It's, it's fabulous. The next one that I recommended was the WDW Ride Counter. It basically lets you keep track of all the things that you've done on your trip that you can you can put in if you've ridden a specific attraction, gone to see the show, how many times you've done it. And then after your trip, you can kind of have a summary of I, I rode Seven Dwarves five times or whatever. That is so um, cool. Yeah, it's yeah, really, it's f- really neat. It's a fun app. Yeah, because on my phone, I always use the notes and I just write down all the attractions I went on. So it'd be nice <laughs> to actually like see it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it does characters, too. You can, you know, if you met Ariel or trying to figure out which, which characters you haven't met or whatever, it's um, it's really, really good. I also recommended Theme Park Trivia, the Walt Disney World edition. I don't know about y'all. I get really bored waiting in line really, really quickly. <laughs> and my kids are too young for it now, but I can see as they get older that it would be a fun way to pass the time if you're in a restaurant or if you're in a line or whatever but just kind of trivia back and forth. And my sister and I are both diehard Disney nerds. So we really like to out trivia each other. <laughs> um, and also slightly competitive, just a little bit. You should so come to Disney with my family. I was going to say, it <laughs> we sounds are uber like our family. It sounds like we did the, sad. Uh, the ultimate Disney trivia on the last night of our last cruise. Oh. And my cousin's wife and I are super competitive with each other. We're like the worst, <laughs> the worst. And I adore her. And we were going head to head. We ended up tying. Oh, there's but no- we oh. would have we would have beaten mm. the couple who beat us if we had just joined forces. Because the ones I got wrong, she got right, and vice versa. So we we have to. I guess we learned our lesson about teamwork that night but <laughs> <laughs> so yes i can see how disney trivia would definitely pass the time yes it's a lot of fun another one way to pass the time when you're in lines or whenever you're in disney world is trying to find hidden mickeys and for anybody who's listening that doesn't know what a hidden mickey is it's basically somewhere hidden in the architecture or in paintings or in carpets or whatever can be a hidden picture of the mickey ears silhouette or sometimes it's you know mickey himself but typically mickey and silhouette and even though i i love this app because it kind of gives you hints you can take pictures you can keep a record of all the hidden mickeys that you've found i do give a slight little warning that it is the only paid app on the list but i love it i love 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 i i love hidden mickeys one day that's my goal is to take a trip that's solely based on trying to find all the hidden mickeys <laughs> yes my right brother, wouldn't that be fun my brother they have them on the cruise like, ships yeah. too yeah. Oh, love it love it love it they're all um, over the cruise ships it's fun you've completely gotten me obsessed with cruising by the way <gasps> off topic, Yay! But like, that is like my sole mission oh my in life <laughs> <laughs> okay back to back to topic the last one that i have that's mickey no well second to last one that that I have this Disney specific is called Capturing Magic. And it is a photo editing app that, that kind of lets you make your own, what do they call magic shots? I guess it tells you where good photo ops are and kind of where to get, where to go to find them. And then it lets you add little Disney specific pictures and words and that kind of thing to it. So it's fun. And one that's actually not in my blog post because I discovered it afterward is called Where in Walt Disney World or Where in WDW? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know right? why I didn't have this before. Oh, man. That thing is like crack. I know. For those of you who haven't <laughs> used it or don't have experience, it's it knows everything. And you could say, okay, I'm really craving a Dole Whip. And you search for Dole Whip. It will tell you everywhere that it can be found and how far you are away from it. So yeah, must have Whoa. fabulous. Yeah. Oh, see, Whoa. I was thinking of a different one. That's, that's oh. a different app. There's another app. It's just called where in Disney world. And it's, oh. it's, it's like the trivia one, but it's only pictures. So oh, they'll fine. Sh- so show you a picture and some of them are ridiculously easy. And some of them are near impossible. 
And that's oh a great goodness. thing to do. We used to do it in line, like with a group of us and see who knew which. And some of them are so obscure. You're like, really? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really good at those ones. That just like, are, that... just done, you would think it's done like by the Imagineers. Number that's one, right. just to drive you mad. And then, uh, you know, kind of like the hidden Mickey thing. Like, okay, people, <laughs> let's suck into something else. <laughs> I'm literally writing There's, that down right now. I'm going to download it later. There's always something else. Oh, so I have to get that one that you were talking about because that one I do not have. It's great. I haven't had a chance to put it into practice yet, but fabulous. Cool. Okay, so some of the non-Disney ones that I have that I recommend and have on my phone are the Dropbox app. If you don't have Dropbox or you use some sort of similar cloud storage, that's fine. I love Dropbox. It's my personal favorite. Um, upload all of my vacation pictures into my Dropbox. And then when I get home, they're in my Dropbox on my computer. So it's a little bit easier to access them. A Some sort of picture collage app. My favorite is InstaVid right now because I'm really into collage pictures where one corner of them is also a video. Oh, cool. Um, oh, yeah, cool. I love it. And it auto plays, you know, on all, most of your social media platforms. Um, I was using PicStitch for a while, but I don't like it as much as InstaVid. Oh. Um, you know, and then also nicely makes it into the little square for Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Huh. Yeah, love it. Um, and then I don't use Uber, but I know a lot of people do. So having the Uber app on your phone is a great way to, you know, get rides if you need them while you're in Disney. We almost always drive, so... Not really necessary for us. And then on the on my blog post, I did a little screenshot of my travel folder on my phone, um, which also includes a rest area finder because um, I'm sorry, honey, but my husband has a very tiny bladder and we have to go to the bathroom <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Bless him. I hope he doesn't listen to this one. Um, <laughs> I wear the crown for that in my family. I just go, um, hun, it's that time. And he gives me the look. I'm like, right. Yes. Oh, Three man. kids. People aren't driving with me. I'm like a camel on the road. See, that's me. <laughs> yeah. I know. I feel you. Um, and then I also have the, I think it's pronounced Zamato. I'm not really sure. But it's to find restaurants and things if you need to get something to eat. So, again, because we drive so often, we we need those. And then Don't Hate Me, there's also a universal version of the Magic Guide mm-hmm. um, that's fabulous, too. So, if you, make a, if you make a trip into that other park that we don't name, um, <laughs> it's a good one to have. The other, other kind of section of my blog post talks about preserving your battery life. And it's just things that you, you know. If you're going to be using these apps, if you're going to be taking pictures, if you're going to be uploading things to social media, your battery's going to die fairly quickly. My phone currently is about a year old, so it's getting to that point where the battery is going, the battery life drops very, very quickly. So just some quick recommendations for that, including going to airplane mode when you're not using it, turning on auto brightness, turning off your Bluetooth, utilizing low battery mode if you have that, and then also investing in an external battery pack so that you can charge on the go. Disney has lots of places that you can kind of sneakily find outlets to charge your phone if you want to. Um, some of which I mentioned in the post, but that requires sitting somewhere for a period <laughs> of time. And I don't have time for that. I don't know about y'all, but I don't have time for that. Yeah. yeah I got to be on the go. <laughs> and then I added one final tech tip, which is the, my Disney experience app on is the easily one of the most used apps on my phone. It tends to, malfunction a good bit. Just yesterday, I was trying to check my fast passes for our trip next month. And it said I had no plans. And I was thinking, no, I have two check-ins in the next three months. So I'm pretty sure I have plans. And so my tech tip was just to take a screenshot of your daily plan in the My Disney Experience app. And then you can set it as your lock screen. And that way, every time you take out your phone, you don't have to unlock anything. You can just kind of press on and go, oh, yeah, our fast pass is until 1240 or whatever, just to kind of have it easily accessible. I love that. That's a great idea. Thank you. Thank you. So that was the basis of that post. If y'all have any other kind of technology phone oriented tips or tricks or anything, I would love to hear them. You can also download the Disney Cruise Line Navigator app. I okay. That and Disneyland do- has a version too, right? Yeah, yes. I thought. Yeah, they do. Yes. The Disney Cruise Line Navigator app is going to have very few functions on land. 
it's mostly for navigating through the ship. It has your daily, the daily navigator, which is your plan of action. They've got, they've got that on there, but what you can use for any Disney trip and that I'm surprised and, and you can tell me where it is if they do have it on the, my Disney experience app, but they have the countdown to your vacation where you oh, set the no. clock and it has the little suitcase with the countdown ticker on it. And on the suitcase itself, it has logos for Disney cruise line for Disney world, Disneyland castaway key. There's, so there's multiple stickers on that piece of luggage, which made me think that it has been used for other destinations other than Disney Cruise Line. But you put the countdown to your vacation. I'm looking at it right now. Actually, I have my next Disney World vacation on the countdown because that comes first. So I'm watching as it ticks down to that. But it does let you reset the clock. So if I wanted to change it over to my cruise vacation, I could because I love a countdown. And oh, as we I all know, we... When you're planning a Disney World vacation, those countdown dates are important. Your 180-day mark, your 60-day yes. mark. Th- those oh, yeah. are important very, very dates. Important. So, yeah, I, I do love the countdown function on the Disney Cruise Line Navigator app. The other cool thing about that app, too, is, is the fact that once you get on the boat, you can use it as a message, a messaging yes. tool. So you don't, you don't have, have to, to carry wave phones and end up losing them. Yay! <laughs> We're breaking them. Pretty much everybody in your group just needs to give you their number that everybody gets a code when they put that app on their phone and Mm -hmm. that ties to your room. And then once you have their code, you can message them through the app and it uses the ship's Wi-Fi for free. Yes. Oh, cool. And then you can also get the navigator. You can actually see what's going on that day or the next day. Uh, you know, if you weren't, you're looking for that obscure mixology class, you know, they're, they're <laughs> listed in there. So, oh, cool. That is really they cool. Have the best emojis. The meridians. <laughs> yes, they do have the best emojis. Those are pretty cool. They do. And there are deck plans so that, especially when you're on the larger ships and you forget where something is, you really <laughs> don't want to be aft when what you really want to be is forward on those bigger ships. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 20 minute walk. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> Maybe fifteen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Any okay. other tech? Uh I've got a few other just different apps that are fun apps that I like to use a lot, both in the parks and on the parks. Um that magic guide one that Adrian mentioned is definitely my hands down favorite one. That one is, is usually spot on all the time and it's it's easier to get around than the My Disney Experience app. If you're just looking for something quick, menus wait times, maps, and stuff like that. It's, like, super quick. For people who enjoy drinking around Walt Disney World, there's one that's called Beers and Ears, and that one's a lot of fun. It lists every beer on property. as re- And, it, and it's how. updated very frequently. It's, I was just <laughs> going to say, yeah, they update it frequently, and you can check off which ones you've drank, and you can go to search for certain ones, carts, restaurants, everything else. So that one's a lot of fun. And then there's, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten them when you're down there, but they used to hand out these little cards with Timon and Pumbaa on them with like the safety rules on them. And they have them placarded on the buses, like the Disney safe things. And it's little cartoony things with Timon and Pumbaa about, you know, don't walk in front of a bus. Don't stand in the middle of the monorail door when it's closing. (sighs) Folger stroller, stuff like that. They made it into an app and it's called Disney safe and it's Timon and Pumbaa on it. And Instead of just the the cards, they were like little baseball cards. They're little animations of what not to do, like safety rules. It is hysterical. <laughs> so that's fun, and it's fun for the kids to watch. And if you like shopping, which who doesn't, mm-hmm. there's that there's that Disney there's the Shop Parks app, which is only relative to stuff they sell in the parks. But it, the great thing is, like if you're in a store and you find something like a shirt or something you like, but they don't have the size. If you don't want to ask a cast member or if they don't have it there, you click on the app and find the item, and it'll tell you if it's on in another store around the property. There's no guarantee, oh, cool. but and it can wow. scan barcodes now too. It'll scan right. It'll scan barcodes, and it's, it's fantastic. We used it to find tank tops last time I was huh. there. Three oh. of us, three of us wanted the same same tank tops, and they only had one in one store and like two in another. We were in the studios on Sunset and. You know, we got one of them there, and we wanted two of them, and they had them at Mouse Gear. So we're like, all right, we're going to go to Epcot tonight, <sighs> grab two more in Mouse Gear. But it's cool because, you know, it saves you from not wanting to get something or 
saying, oh, bummer, they don't have my size. or you that know, is cool. anything. So it's That would have come yeah. in handy when my daughter wanted that Rapunzel nightgown that was in two stores on, side, on the <laughs> exactly. property at, at the time. It was early days. Later, The next trip, they were in every single <laughs> gift shop. Right. But at the time, they were in two places, and we looked everywhere. And she was taller for her age, so it was a hard size to find. Right. Yep. So it was like other places had the smaller sizes, but nowhere had the larger one. <laughs> and then there's also a, an app. I don't know how common this is anymore, but I always have my family get my kids the Disney gift cards for birthday and Christmas. There's an app mm-hmm. for the gift cards that you can put all the numbers of the gift cards in. I think you can scan them now, and it keeps a running total of all the what's left on them. So you don't have to carry really? the receipt. Yeah, you that's don't have to, really cool. So you don't have to keep the receipt, yeah. and you don't have to keep checking. You know, when you get to the store and say, "Oh, I don't know how much is left on this." Oh, there's only thirty nine cents. Ah, oh, crap. You know, <laughs> so that that's that's pretty cool. Two more, and then I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> there's for for the geeky people. There's an app called Main Street Windows, and it has all the windows with all the original Imagineers and all the people who have uh uh-uh. passed away. And it has where the windows are on Main Street. It has the story behind them, and it gives little like tours and stuff on it. And it's fantastic for the geeks who want to. I just, need that uh, app. Yeah, no, it's I called, love that. It's called Main Street Windows. Um, oh, I need it. I need that one. That's it. That and one would it, be fun just here. It, it is fun here. It's great because it's it's history and it's you know part of the heritage of of Walt Disney World. So yeah, it's really great. And those trivia apps, like Adrian was talking about, there's a ton of other ones. There's a Villains one. There's a Parks one. There's a Pixar one. So if you want to load up your phone with a million different things. I have an iPhone, and I have three full, I don't know what you would call them, like when you group all the apps together into one thing. I have three things full of just Disney apps. That's fabulous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so now we pack our phone like we pack our like our oh, it's, yeah. it's insane. And the scary part is, I look at a lot of them almost every day. <laughs> I am no joke on that magic guide every day because I'm like, the obsession if I was in Disney is World right real. now. I could get on People Mover, and there's no line. Right. <laughs> every I day. At, I look at the wait times. I'm like, oh wow, where's everybody today? It's not that yes. bad. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's I terrible. <laughs> all right well there's some news that came out today that there have some that some changes have been made to the disney dining plan and for that we're going to go over to our dining plan expert milford what what's what's new on the plan what's changed what are people going to be happy about and what are people already grumbling about well this just came out this afternoon to the public so i haven't seen a whole lot of grumbling yet <laughs> um, I'm kind of happy about my... it, so oh, good. I, I kind of like the change they made. So let me just read what their official press release was. Um, there are changes in what is offered compared to two six, 2016's plans. For example, a quick service meal in 2016 is made up of one entree, one non-alcoholic drink, and a dessert. The dessert is taken out for the 2017 plan. Instead, they're giving you an extra snack credit on to be added to the quick service dining plan. So if you get the quick service dining plan for 2017, you get two quick service meals, so that's an entree and a non-alcoholic drink, two snacks, and a refillable mug. Uh, I don't know about all of you, but that was a lot of food to have to eat when you're hot yes. in the park, and I think it's a good move for them. So the... The next level dining plan with the table service meal is pretty much the same as that. Uh, they still give you the two snacks, but of course it comes with a mug, and you get the quick service and a one table service meal. So that are the changes for that, and uh, all of the uh, remember all the 2017 packages are officially available tomorrow. Yes. Oh, who doesn't want an extra Mickey bar? I'll yeah, extra, exactly. I'll take an extra. I haven't gotten the dining plan in a long time, but when we used to get it, I had no problems with it. But I know it's changed a bunch of times, probably since the last. What What is it up to price wise um, now? A, you a know, they for... don't have that here, but okay, 
I can find that out. Maybe I'll report out on that on another episode. But I know it's still pretty pricey. I mean, it's like around $40 a person. It's probably more like 45 a person. Okay, so it hasn't gone up crazy. No. I want to say... It hasn't well, gone up because they've taken things away from it. When we, The right. first year they came out with the dining plan, I don't know if you remember, we needed a table service. Everybody got a, a, a appetizer. Yes, I do remember that. Cause so I, and it was it. only like... 35 bucks or something like that or 30 dollars yeah. and the gratuities was, were included in the early the gratuities days oh yeah were included well they so, were losing money that's why they changed that absolutely <laughs> and uh so in those days you got a a appetizer the entree a dessert and a non-alcoholic beverage that was a lot of food to eat at a meal yeah yeah so. i agree i like that change plus it was always i would always forget and then the lady bringing me up would be like, oh, you have to go and get this or you have to go and get that. And when I was dragging around two little kids mm-hmm. and I'm like, can yeah. I just please skip the brownie and just pay for my food and go sit down, please? Yeah. Exactly. We always like the extra <laughs> snacks because the last day if we were, you know, flying, which we don't really fly anymore. If we were flying and we had the kids with us, we'd just go load up on Rice Krispie bars or whatever as snacks to take on the plane <laughs> yeah. with us. So exactly because after the meal, sometimes you're just not hungry enough for a uh-uh. dessert. Uh-uh. Nope. So I, I'm on board with that change. Yeah. Although we haven't been on the plan since our youngest turned ten and was an adult, even though she ate like a bird. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I never we, bothered we, getting We've gone it off the kids. plan. I, yeah, yeah, we've gone off plan for the last three times, and we we've been happy with that for the yeah. way we eat anyway. Yeah, and my wife and I really cut back on the amount of food we eat. So a lot of times we go into a place and we'll split a meal Absolutely. because it's just too much food. So yeah, we went off plan. The first time we went off plan, we were determined because we just couldn't. We looked at all of the meal, all the menus, and we just couldn't figure out is this worth it for us. So we said, forget it. We're just going to go off, and we made a game of it. We meticulously saved every receipt for anything we put. In our mouth, whether it was candy, alcohol, which is not on the dining plan. Nope. Um, snacks, food, sodas, you know, anything. And we did not hold back. It's not like we budgeted ourselves. We're like, we're hungry, we're eating. If it looks good, we'll get it. We, we didn't budget ourselves. And over the week we were there, we actually even had two table service meals where it's like sometimes we just want a couple. We're not a sit down every day kind of people when we're, when we're at the parks. So, we saved all of the receipts, and when we got home, I added it all up, and we made out probably a couple hundred dollars better than the quick service dining plan because we didn't yeah. eat all those meals. We shared when we wanted to, and you know, we we still had two table service meals. Yeah, and tipped. We didn't have to. We didn't have to tip for you know if we had gone with the traditional dining plan that has a table service meal. That's a lot of tipping you're doing. That's not yeah. budgeted. That oh, people yeah. are like, whoa, because you're looking at, you know, what eventually you're not worried about the the prices on the menus. But if you're going to do a 15 to 20 percent tip, wow, on a two hundred dollar meal. Yeah. Even though you're right. not paying for the meal, that's a forty dollar tip times, you know, a five, six, seven day vacation. That's, you know, two to three hundred dollars that you weren't originally budgeting. And on those, yep. they gonna, automatically add the tip at 18 percent. Yeah, yeah, pretty much now everywhere. I think parties yeah. over six, it's just on there. So, well, if you're on the dining plan, they, even if there's only two of you, they add the. Oh right, yeah. Oh wow. On same the dining thing, plan, yeah. same thing with tables in Wonderland because that's what yeah. my wife and I have opted for now. Right. We do tables in Wonderland. Okay. Yeah, me too. And but they add eighteen percent tip to it, but I'm taking twenty percent off of food and alcohol. And alcohol. Right. That that's where you yes. make out on that. Yeah. But the funny thing with that is they've limited. They've cut back on restaurants that take that over the years too, because you used to be able to use that everywhere. 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 And now they've some of the signature ones don't participate in it anymore. Yeah, that's why I have my annual pass and my DVC membership. And oh my, well, me too. Yeah, and so, my Disney and, Visa card. So, me too. But <laughs> they're going to take something. Yeah, but but the problem with all those is now it's great to have all those, but there's no differentiation. Differenti- that's not even a word. There's no difference between them anymore. They're. <laughs> They're all, <laughs> they all give you 10%, where DVC used to, annual pass used to give you, if you had the higher up one, would give you 20% off on merchandise uh-huh. and food and stuff like that. And then they cut all that out, too. So now it's 
across the board for everything. And what we found out on this last trip was a lot of the new restaurants in Disney Springs aren't taking those discounts yet. Really? So Deluxe Burger wasn't taking it. Morimoto's did. They were on Tables and Wonderland. Okay. But they were on it early. Right. And then a lot of the other ones that are just getting ready to open up, uh, they don't take it. At least not hmm. yet. Right. But I always ask. Oh, you have to ask. If you don't ask, you don't exactly. know. And I say, okay, I pull out my cards. I say, okay, do you take discounts on any of these? <laughs> and they look at me funny, but... Yeah, but, but you know every what? once in a while they say, "Oh yeah, that that red Visa card you can get twenty percent off if you charge it with that." Right. <laughs> yep. Which nobody, which you don't think to do because I never think to take out the credit card because you give it to the front desk or you do the online check and it's on the bill. Everything goes on the Magic Band. Right. And I don't, I don't yep. take a dollar out of my pocket. See, that that's whole, how they make out. So mm-hmm. and that's how they make out. But I lately I've been doing it, like especially if I'm. It was great with special merchandise stuff, yeah. With things like that, because I remember when when the Osborne lights were shutting down, I wanted one of the shirts with Goofy on it that said <laughs> the last or whatever the heck it said. And there was only one place that was selling it. It was the used guys merchandise yep. over there. And I went and I got my shirt. And actually, the cast member that helped me asked if I had any of the above. And I, but I believe. The Visa card was the only one they were giving a discount for. I don't think that. Oh, wow. Or DVC. I think they were giving DVC because it was because if you were DVC, then you got, I believe, a pin or I'm sorry, pass holder. If you were pass holder, the shirt on the bottom said uh, pass holder event or something like that. Oh, yeah. So you were and you were able to find the shirt. I think you were able to get the shirt online through the Disney store, but it didn't say pass holder on it. And it might have been a different thing, but mm-hmm. if I pay for pay for the pass so you might as well get the perk with it saying it yeah. on the shirt and brag right. to everybody about it yeah <laughs> get something for what you pay for um mal i'll share a file with you that has uh it's kind of a template and it has all the restaurants and it has a chart with what restaurants take what discounts do we know yet while while we're on dining do we know when those candlelight processional dining packages are going to be released to the public no, they've not released anything yet on that. Oh. And I'm shocked because usually it's about now when they release it. Well, hopefully this week we'll have dates so that we know when we have to go flood the system. <laughs> yeah, those are hard to make when you're at under 180 days. And now all the restaurants that are part of exactly. that are full. So do you recommend if I know where I would want to go ahead and maybe grab the reservation now for that restaurant and then release it while making a, a, or is there a way to transfer that into, to roll that into a candlelight procession? Like say if I, you know, was at Rosen Crown or. Well, I think in Morocco, somewhere that knew certain ones were going to do it. I think if you had a reservation and called and had them converted. Dining and said, hey, I already have a reservation. Can you convert it? They should be able to do that. I don't know that for sure because I've not ever had right. anybody that wanted to book that. So, But at least, you know, I would have it. And I have the the sneaky plan, and I probably shouldn't say it out loud, but my, my strategy is we don't, ha- we don't know who the narrators are. Nope. At this yet. point. No, they haven't and announced anything. I'm, I have four nights that I have in the parks i'm booking for packages until those narrators are released and then i can pick the one i want (laughs) and then i will (laughs) as soon as those narrators are released i will immediately release the other three i'm not holding on to them forever and ever but goodness if neil patrick harris shows up one night or then somebody else who i don't really care about comes (laughs) you know who am i gonna pick right or if it's marley matlin or gary sinise i mean if i'm getting a heavy hitter one night i I won't that one (laughs) absolutely so that one, we'll have adventures in candlelight processional later, but, you know, we just don't know at this point. So I have to book every night because I would be very mad at myself. And I think everyone I'm going with who I am being, I'm the alpha planner of the group. They would be looking at me like, Gary Sinise was here two days ago. Why weren't we there then? <laughs> Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, pressure, I do know. Pressure. I do know. <laughs> no pressure on me. <laughs> I do know after the candlelight processional this last year, 
after every one of them, they were handing out surveys to everybody that came out of the theater. Mm-hmm. And there were questions on the... I, didn't, I never got a copy of the survey, but there were questions asking about being assigned seats in the theater and <gasps> a whole bunch of other stuff. So I wonder if I they haven't that. announced yet because they're trying to iron all that out. Hmm. Could be. I mean, you have precious part. I mean, your part, your time in the parks are, is so precious. I mean, your time is money there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the bottom line with Disney. Your time is your money there. And to have to wait in line for standby seating, even when you have the candlelight processional package, you still have to get there a half hour earlier. I mean, that's a lot of time you're investing in this event, which is one of the things that the over, I don't even, I lost count how many times I've been to Walt Disney World, but I have never been to the candlelight processional. Me neither. It's just timing. It's never worked out timing wise. Usually our holiday trips fall in mid November before they begin. And it's, something that is on my it got to do it list this time because I don't know when I'll be back at this particular time of year again. So, you know, no pressure. It, it, <laughs> it, it's my one thing. Every trip I have one new thing that I really, really want to accomplish it. And that, and that's my big one this year. So hopefully we'll have some good narrators. All of the narrators are usually very good and, and thoroughly enjoyable. So I'm not so worried about that. Yeah, definitely. So, so I, I just want to have options. <laughs> At the end of the week, I just want to have some options. Options. <laughs> so I may nice. go ahead. I may go ahead and book those restaurants that I know are are typically on that list. So that at least I'll have the reservations. All yep. right. I just want to before just mention one thing. Before, were, yeah, absolutely. About the restaurants, which take which. If you go to that handy dandy app that Adrian loves so much, the uh, Magic Guide, mm-hmm. uh, it'll tell you if you click on the dining portion of it and then go to like I'm looking at the Disney Springs now, and oh. most most of them don't take much, but a lot of them are on the dining plan. There's most there's more AP annual pass and DVC discounts than Tables in Wonderland, um, yeah, and there's a lot some, of the and, Tables in Wonderland are lunches. Table, yeah, and it's pr- right because mm. like a lot of the older ones take tables in Wonderland. I'm not going to read the whole list, but like Paradiso and Portobello, those all take all of them. But the newer stuff, like Morimoto, is annual pass and tables in Wonderland. You know, Jock Lindsay's is nothing. The Boathouse is pass holder and DVC, no tables in Wonderland. But yeah, it could be reserved for only dinners instead of lunches. That it doesn't specify, but it'll give you a general idea of it. Just another handy dandy thing that that app is good for. And so, you can import all your. I know it does it in the in the Disney Experience app, but if you you can input all your dining reservations into this app as well too, and you can do it like right. You can import it from your email. Like if you get email confirmation numbers and stuff, you can okay. stick stick them in, and it'll oh, have them all. Oh, that's pretty cool. It'll have all in one section your dining schedule. So and it holds them in there forever. It seems like because I still have <laughs> still have mine in here from Thanksgiving of 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, everyone. I think that about wraps it up for this episode of the Diz Explorers podcast. If you're listening to us over on iTunes, make sure you give us a rating so that we know that you're enjoying the podcast. If you're not listening to us on iTunes, go on over to iTunes anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Click that five-star rating. You know you want to. Before we do sign off, we always like to give each one of our troopers the opportunity to let you know where you can find us on social media. So let's see. Let's start with Crystal. Hey, you all uh, check me out at Twitter at Disney Brewing. And Adrian. You can find my blog at WDWbound.com. I'm on Twitter at WDWbound underscore com and Instagram and Facebook at AdriWDWbound. And RJ. Okay, I'm on. Find me on Facebook at RJ Lucia Jr. and on Twitter, Instagram, and the Periscope at Black Pearl Four Fifty Four. Jessica. So my blog is on DuchessOfDisneyland.com, and my um, Twitter handle is Duchess Jessica. And I'm also on Instagram at the Duchess of Disneyland, and I post um, daily pictures of the park. So if that's your thing, it's a you should follow me. <laughs> And Milford. Uh, you can find my Milford on the Move blog over at milfordhutzel.com. 
I'm also on Twitter, Milford on the Move, and on Facebook as Milford Hutzel. And this is Mel. Until DCLPrepSchool.com launches, you can find me on Facebook at DCL Prep School. On Twitter, it's also at DCL Prep School. But over on Instagram and Pinterest, I am DCL Prep. And that wraps it up for the night. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next week when we explore the magic. Good night. Bye now.